It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. Welcome back to the Zade story, episode 12. I'm Kevin Zade. I'm Joshua Story. And we have a wonderful episode for you tonight. What did we go see tonight, Joshua? Mm, zipper. Zipper. <laughs> I'll bet you that most of our audience out there has never heard of and much less watched the movie Zipper. And I don't want to give any spoilers away, but... We're going to give them away. After this podcast, I doubt any one of our listeners will go check out this film. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, we went and saw Zipper today because we actually watched it on demand because the Zade story has a new member of its crew, and that would be my six, seven-day-old baby girl, Avery May. Has it been seven days already? Yeah, Thursday. No, Ooh. wait. Six, seven? So today's Wednesday. Yeah. Right. So, so six seven, days. Seven, well, seven. Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, seven. Yeah, seven. Seven. Seven days. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's Avery May. There is a picture of her on Facebook and Twitter. She's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, that's why we decided to check out a movie on demand, same day as theaters. Not sure what the theatrical release is like where you're listening, but check it out if you're interested. You may not be interested after the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you may not be interested. Uh, that's really all I had for introductions. Did you have anything else to talk about before we get to it? No, no. It's just great to be here. As always, I'm really excited about it. Let's do the rundown. rundown, rundown, rundown. You know, I've been asking myself what possible wisdom I can impart to the bright young minds of tomorrow. Be anyone you want to be. Figure out what you believe in. Makes you righteous. Angry. I believe in you, Sam. Get to the core. Of who you really are. You just cultivate that clean image. Nigel, my mother taught me from an early age to fight for justice, protect those who are vulnerable. This is what we're selling. Confidence, hope, optimism. Your mythology is nice. Okay. So, Patrick Wilson is a lawyer, a defense attorney. I don't know if he's a district attorney. I know he's he's a lawyer. Starts off, he's a lawyer. He has the eye on the prize. He wants to go into uh, district attorney and then into senator and then eventually into president, as all attorneys want to do. He's gunning for the big time, and uh, he's pretty much surrounded his life with people to help him get there. Yeah, and so uh, a great little appearance from... Quinn Fabray. I can't remember her real name, but uh, she's the actress who plays Quinn from Glee. What's her name? I believe her name is uh, Diana Agron. Sounds about right. Yes. <laughs> I may be butchering that, but I think that's pretty close. And right off the bat, we know that Patrick Wilson is married to Queen... Cersei. Cersei. Yes. From uh, Game of Thrones. From Game of Thrones. Uh, her real name is... Lena Headley. Yes. Hetty. 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 Yeah. Who's great. Um, And so they're married, but he has his eye on Quinn Fabray. 
and uh, and right from the bat we know that that's where this movie's headed uh it, he's going to be in some lady trouble and he's going to be trying to be a senator or whatever the next step up and that's and that's the plot essentially yeah that's pretty much the plot uh the the one thing is that he for some reason doesn't take the easy cheese in the, <laughs> in the in the Quinn the Quinn the uh the 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 Dina Argon mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. take the easy cheese she's throwing it up there she's offering it and he says no i have a wife so what does he do so he, he looks like a good upstanding guy you're like oh this guy's pretty awesome then he goes home gets on the internet does what a lot of guys do checked out some uh, interesting websites then goes to bed and kisses his wife good night we've all we've all we've all done it (laughs) and uh and that's really kind of where we see the slope start to uh get a little slippery his next client is an escort and just an fyi for those listeners who uh who may have small children listening this movie is rated r for a reason we watched it with kevin's family yes uh, so there was his little daughter as well as his wife. <laughs> little daughter wasn't watching it. Not, just an F just yeah. for a public service announcement. She, she was playing, but she was in the room. She was in the room. And there was a lot of scenes where we were like, Hey, Gracie, go get a book out of your room. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your car? Go find your car. Go, go, go drive your car for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, so he gets swept up into, a. The world of high-end prostitutes. Escort Escort services. Uh, And then one thing snowballs into another, and you try to watch him save his career as well as his uh, relationship with his family. That's that's pretty much it. And that is the rundown. 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 He's very, very good at what he does. Fooling everyone. The right man for the job, then. Everyone's got a dark side you don't normally get to see. <laughs> Those two FBI agents that want to speak to you. Whatever mess you're in, you need to take yourself out of it now. People are going to know what you really are. I'd be careful here. Sounds like you're fishing. So, Joshua, that brings us right into our least and most favorite parts. Why don't you give us a start with your least favorite part? I already touched base on it a little bit. And there's a lot that could be my least favorite part of this movie. But I feel like the whole movie could have been negated. If he would have just taken that cheese. <laughs> he is a very handsome man. A prominent man. A man in a nice position on his way up. Women adore him. Women want to be with him. Women are throwing themselves at him. But he, for some reason, doesn't take all those beautiful women. He instead decides to spend an exorbitant amount of money on random women that are high-end prostitutes. At one point, we see $2,500 per hour. And he's spending a lot of hours. And he never spends the same time with the same woman. So he's burning through a lot. Meanwhile, you got to wonder, like, whew, I know you're protected. I'm quoting that, protected. Mm -hmm. But still, you got to be worried about catching something. If somebody has 15 appointments and you're number 12 in the day... Just imagine what the week schedule looked like. That's incredible to me. You should take the free cheese. You would have not gotten yourself 
in any of the trouble, the whole movie could have been negated. There wouldn't have been any of the situations, none of the FBI, none of that jazz. And it's not like it was like a Bill Clinton scenario. He wasn't president. He is super good looking. He didn't just need to be like, I always picture like Bill stepping out of his office and boom, like, no, where's the closest thing? Oh, Monica, Monica, will you come on in here? And then, and then like Monica just comes in and like services him. He didn't need that. He didn't need to find the closest thing. He could have just gone out and find a beautiful woman that he could have had great relations with. And that's uh, my least favorite. Instead, he left a paper trail. A big paper trail. Now, I'm not sure I understand the metaphor because when I go to the Tillamook Cheese Factory, I always take the free cheese. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't eat the free cheese. There was free cheese on a platter. There was like some fruit, some cheese. There's probably some coffee and some hors d'oeuvres along with that. Mm. And he passed mm-hmm. up on the cheese. And then he went to the Tillamook Cheese Factory and paid $2,500 a head of cheese. Absolutely. Uh I will go ahead and tell you my least favorite part was the fact that I couldn't care at all about the characters, about what ended up happening in the movie. Uh, They do such a poor job of, well, they do a great job of establishing his power, his handsomeness, his effect on people, the fact that he could have all the cheese in the world, as you would say. But they do a terrible job of making you care about him and which which cheese he chooses. Because in the end, you almost feel as if it was all his struggles and all his... mm, all the way he decides which cheese to choose is just a plot device. It's only there to move around a story that you don't care about. You don't care about the wife. You don't care about the guy. You don't care about Ray Winstone, who has a great little performance as a reporter. You just don't care about any of the characters. There's nothing there to latch on to, and that's my least favorite part. What's I your favorite part? Don't have one. <laughs> uh, you gotta have one. Uh, let's. Well, okay. I'm gonna let you go first. Why? Why? Okay, that that's fair. Okay, so here is my favorite part. Uh, now, unfortunately, the content of this movie is meant to make you uncomfortable. The decisions he makes should make you feel uncomfortable, and they did. Like, they did evoke an emotion out of me where I was like, oh, like, I felt kind of, like, gross for, like, watching it, you know? Kind of like, this is making me uncomfortable. I don't know, had had my wife not been watching it with me, it might not have made me feel uncomfortable, but I felt like that was the only part of the movie that succeeded was like, oh. Now, I didn't care. It was just kind of like, this is kind of gross. Like, watching him fall. There was one scene that could have... It could have been really potentially powerful with, like, the whole idea of... Because at the beginning, he's not interested in the cheese. He likes his relationship at home. And then he goes one time, and it does kind of an interesting thing where, like, there's a montage of him just falling down the hole just deeper and deeper into this 
I don't know if you'd call it addiction. I mean, you would call it an addiction, but and there they they had a brief opportunity to make the movie about something else, but then they just went back to thriller, political, what's going to happen. It was boring. I didn't care. <laughs> that's I guess that's like the best thing I could say is it kind of made me uncomfortable. So, I'm sorry to recap your favorite part. I think that part of the movie's intentions was to make you uncomfortable. The parts that you were watching of like, like I mentioned the montage of him slipping down the, the slope did make me uncomfortable. And so in that way, I feel like it accomplished a part. And so I'd say that that was the best part of the movie. I understand. I'm like you. There was nothing really there to grab onto, or there was there was absolutely nothing to walk away going with. I loved this part. It's just that's what I feel like it set out to do, and I feel like it did accomplish a slice of it. And that's what I had to say about like, well, this would be my favorite part because it did do what it was trying to do. You know, I kind of feel like this was a a low budget film with some good actors. Yep, thrown together. With a, a a basic premise, not a lot of story writing, not a lot of script, they were kind of just given like an overall outline, and they just ran with it. Uh, as I focused on, as I talked about during the movie, like the camera was shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like it was meant to be a low budget. Oh my god, this was a great movie, but instead it just became a low budget. This is a horrible movie. Uh, and it could have been a great movie. I really feel like it could have been, but they just didn't develop anything. If I'm forced to choose, <laughs> I was like, "So your favorite part is yes. it was terrible?" <laughs> yes, my favorite part of the movie, and this is going to spoil much for our listeners out there because none of you are going to watch this movie. That's don't, true. Don't watch this movie. Don't. I mean, we paid what seven ninety nine. Correct. I wouldn't even watch it for free. <laughs> you couldn't pay me seven ninety nine to watch this movie again. It was, it was that good. it was that good, <laughs> or that bad, <laughs> depending on your your definition of good and bad. Uh, I like, and this is a spoiler alert. I like that nothing happened in the end. Mm. You know, like the whole time you think something's gonna happen. The whole time you think the FBI is gonna get him. The whole time you think something's gonna happen. His wife's gonna break up with him. There's gonna be some sort of consequence, and there was none. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a testament to people in high power that they can if I don't know if that's like the monologue. You can get away with anything when you have money and you're in power. Or if they just wanted to do a plot twist because the whole time you're thinking something bad's going to happen and then nothing happens and the movie ends. And he keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah. He keeps going. He goes into the Senate. He's probably if there was a part 2, he's now the president. He's still doing what he's doing. Nothing bad happens. I guess I kind of like that because the yeah. whole time you expected something bad to happen and he was stressing out. We weren't, but he was stressing out in the movie and it just never happened. Yeah. So. Furthermore saying that, or furthermore proving there was no stakes from the beginning to the end. Nothing changes. Nothing like, yeah. But, but if that was their goal of saying like when you're in the political machine and you're, powerful nothing can touch you you know i don't think that was their goal i don't think so i think it just that's that's just how they ended the movie i don't think there was a political statement or anything of the sort it just that's 
that's kind of how it ended up. Yeah. Yeah, so, boy, a great review so far. Woo! Guys, I know you're going to watch this movie, I can tell. Uh, Did you see last year's Gone Girl? No, it's on my queue. Mm. Uh. I think it's on HBO right now. It's on HBO. Okay. It's, it's okay. actually queued up. I have it recorded. Okay, gotcha. Uh, it, during the trailer, one of the advertisements says 2015's Gone Girl. It's not. <laughs> Just watch Gone Girl instead. I saw that trailer, and it made me not want to watch Gone Girl. No, what, Gone Girl is done far superior. Good. Good. I'm Uh, glad I have that on my uh, queue then. Yeah. Uh, That should probably take us right into our ratings. Let's do it. You know what that sound means. Let's let's rate it. Josh, you want to go first? Uh, I originally had a rating for this, but as I discuss it further with you guys and my friend Kevin... Uh, I can't rate it what I originally was going to give it. So I give this a one beer rating. I think that's your first one, right? No, no. It's it's very oh, Mad Max. It's very, no. con- it's very controversial out there in the world. And I get a lot of flack for this. <laughs> if there's anything that I've received m- comments about, and thank you for all the comments out there. We love that you love the songs. We love yep. that you love the raps. But the number one thing I get is, how could you have hated Mad Max? <laughs> and the number one thing I say is, did you watch the movie? <laughs> but Mad Max was my first number one. This is my second number one. If you love Mad Max, give this movie a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> uh, okay, so real quick. Would you rather watch Mad Max or this movie, Zipper, again? I'd rather watch Mad Max. Thank you. <laughs> at least I'd rather watch Mad Max. You can at least. I know. I know. There was action in Mad Max. There was something to watch. I, you you I can, can recoup a little bit of credit by at least saying you'd rather watch Mad Max. <laughs> I, I, Mad Max was not a very good movie. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that force between one one and another one. Yeah. Mad Max. Sure. Sure. Uh, good answer. I'm going to rate this movie a two because... The acting was fine. Like it was it was a well executed script. But that being said, the script was garbage. The Josh just pointed at the uh the, pointed at the old saying on the board, that being said. So uh everybody drink. Does that count again cuz you said it again? No, I don't think when I'm referencing that I said that Okay, drink twice, everybody. <laughs> uh, moving on. It, it, the people in the movie were fine. And I would have to say that that is better than Jurassic World. And that was the first one I gave. So, with all due respect, Zipper gets two two beers from me. But not like good beers. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with two. Two beers. That's a total of three beers out of 12. Yeah. That's not good, Matt. 25% rating for the two of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I bet it's lower than that on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) I'll bet you it is. (laughs) Okay. No, I'll bet you it's not, actually. We can check it out. All right. uh, We're going to cut out. 
We're going to come right back with the rating. <laughs> and it looks like that uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a rotten 20%. So uh, <laughs> Sounds about right. We are all rating it about the same out there in the uh, <laughs> movie world. Speaking of movie world, we do have sad news to report. If you haven't heard yet, Wes Craven has passed away this last week, and we do tip our hats to Wes Craven. I'm not super familiar with his filmography. I don't love horror, but he was said to be a master of horror. Very much so. Uh, A lot of his movies kept me up at night. A lot of his movies gave me nightmares, specifically Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. See what I did there? Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. I did it. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and also Scream, which is kind of like, I don't know, like, how do you describe Scream? It's a horror movie that makes fun of horror movies, but does it in such a way that you both laugh and are scared at the same time. Scream was a really good movie. Uh, a lot of his other movies... We're pretty lackluster, but he was the king of horror. It's what he specialized in. He was good at it, and he's definitely going to be missed. Yeah, so our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the Craven family, and thanks for all your work. Okay, because this movie was so horrific, (laughs) and we don't really have any games that we can play off of it. There's not much that we can pull uh, we can't use any of our oldie but goodies. We are going to come up with a new thing today. We are going to go ahead and come up with our own screenplay. Off the cusp, we haven't thought about it. Uh, we're just going to go back and forth, playing off of each other, and we're going to take it from there. It's going to be, I don't know, four or five minutes. Listen. What we want you to do is we're going to stop it at some point. Maybe, I don't know, first ten minutes of the movie is us. From there, we want you to finish the movie. Listener, write in. Listener, call in. We want emails. We want uh, some voicemails. We want anything. You can you can send us some old-fashioned mail. Absolutely. We want to know what happens next. We want your tweets, at Zade Story, story with an E-Y at the end. We want your Facebook comments. We want your comments on the episode. However you're listening to this, there's a way to comment and we want to hear what happens next josh and i have set you up let's see what happens and of course the name of the segment will be what happens next and we will do our best for next episode to splice in all of our listeners feedback and get a whole script to you guys for the next episode opening scene patrick wilson running hard pans out from his face he's not wearing a shirt he's only wearing pants he's running through a park and he stops jogging to offer a homeless woman the rest his water bottle the homeless woman says that's not what i need i need something else and then <laughs> so he's like oh 
Okay, we'll keep the water bottle, but here's a hundred dollar bill, too. And, and then he keeps running. And then he keeps running. And he keeps running. And he runs harder. And he runs faster. And as we watch, we don't know if he's running toward or running away. As the camera zooms out, it zooms back in to his wife, who is caring for a child, and she is a stay-at-home mom making a delicious breakfast for her husband and her son, and and at that point, he breaks in, or it doesn't break in, but he bust, bursts through the door. She says, with a smile on her face, where have you been, honey? He looks at her begrudgingly and says, you know where I've been. You know what I've been doing. Why do you keep asking me? And she doesn't answer, but she quietly pats the son, the child, on the back and says, just eat your breakfast, honey. Your father's stressed out about work. But you can tell that she knows that he wasn't at work. He says, go do your homework, son. Go do your homework. And then he looks at his wife and says, I need to shower. I gotta get to work. And she just drops the plate of food that she's prepared for him in the trash. Doesn't do the dishes, just just throws the whole thing away. Scene goes black. Fade out. From there, he's at the office. We don't know what the office is. It looks like a run-of-the-mill office. We don't know if it's a lawyer office. We don't know if it's a cubicle office. We don't know anything because he's not actually working. He's just sitting on a couch. He's sitting on a couch until a beautiful young Quinn Fabray shows up and asks him how his home life is treating him. And he responds with, my home life is the same as it's always been. I've told you how my home life is, and you know what I need in my life. To which... She gives an evil little smile, and it fades to black again. A knowingly evil smile. Fade to black. Next scene. He's running again. Shirtless. Again. Still has pants on, still has shoes. We don't know where he's running to. We don't know where he's running from. It's frantic. Fade to black. Next scene. Lights up in the courtroom. Fighting for a non-profit organization uh, about feeding the hungry. He's fighting against a corrupt system, against a corrupt judge. And 
as the defendant leaves, uh, as the as the witness he's protecting or fighting for leaves, he gives her kind of a massage on the shoulder. Fade to black. Judge's chambers. Judge is derobing, not getting naked, just taking off the robe. Judge is talking to him, expressing how disappointed the judge is with the way that he tried the trial. Wishes that he would have listened to reason. Wishes that he would have tried the trial the way the judge told him to in the beginning. Wishes that the lawyer would be would would slide into the system of corruptness. And at that point, Patrick Wilson takes a phone call and says, he'll be right there. And says, sorry, judge, it's an emergency. And as we see his car leave, we know he's not going home. From there, we want you to finish the movie. We want your tweets. We want your Facebook comments. We want your comments on the episode. <laughs> and we got an email in. This email struck both of our attention. Uh, I quite fancy this email, and I recommend that everybody shoot out some emails like this because I like. <laughs> uh they also used our tagline. This is our first official tagline use from a listener. Was it Uda Lolly? No, it was not Uda Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go ahead and be bold with my first email, which is what we want. I want to come in as a guest, but I'll get to that in a second. I work from home and have become an avid podcast listener. I've been catching up on the Zade story episodes and just listen to 9 10 and 8 in that order just happened that way i'm going to say right now you should stop apologizing for your phrases and such because you guys have put together an enjoyable show just as you are that being said i don't know if she did that on purpose but i'm listening right now and you are currently doing each other impressions and i could listen to more of that i'm glad she clarified (laughs) We've gotten a lot of feedback on that. That was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) On our impressions of each other. (laughs) That was good. That was good. What I most enjoy in a podcast is listening and wanting to jump into the conversation. And you guys provide that, even with movies I've never seen. So props from me. I'm a fan. Well, that's good to hear. She gets into some details about about a potential guest episode, uh, even more so. Uh, she wants to support the Zade story by taking us to Crimson Peak. She's going to take us out, pay for our beers, support the Zade story, and that's a way all of you listeners can do. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, so, and then she signs off here for the love of movies and beer, P. Bobby Hoff. Tell you what, P. Bobby Hoff. Challenge accepted. <laughs> That sounds wonderful. Yes. Let's go ahead and make that date. You contact us. We'll figure this out. If we need to do a little bit of traveling, we'll make that travel happen. Absolutely. Because we are excited about you being a new listener. 
we're excited about watching a movie with you. More importantly, we're excited about you reviewing a movie with us. Absolutely. Uh, that sounds like it's going to be fun. Um, really, it's a short episode this, this week. Uh, we've got another at-home review coming in two weeks. Uh, and then after that, I think the Zade story residents will be ready to hit the theaters again. And uh, from from the Zade Story Studio, I'm Kevin Zade. you have anything else, Josh? Thanks for listening, guys. Always appreciate it. We love you more and more every week, just like you love us more and more every week. My name is Joshua Story. Thanks for listening. It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. And that his computer has turned into a mutant. And that mutant was a sexy mutant. One mutant that could change its appearance, but it could only change its appearance every seven days. And it could only be different types of cheese. So to recap, hold on. It's a <laughs> sexy mutant of cheese? Yes. Like, ooh, that cheddar looks so good. And then seven days later, you're like, you know what? I don't think I want cheddar anymore. I want Swiss. All right. I'm going to roll with it. Okay. Okay. So he gets this block of cheddar that's going to be good for only seven days. And he thinks to himself, what am I going to do with this cheddar? Obviously, I'm going to eat a little bit of it. So he eats a little bit of it, but then he gets full and he thinks, I can sell it. And so he tries to sell it. In court, because he's a lawyer, obviously, a big wig lawyer, and he tries to sell it, but the judge threatens to hold him in contempt of court. To which his response is, you can't hold me in contempt because this cheese is my witness. And the judge arrests the cheese right on the spot, but seven, but well, by this point, Four or five days later, the cheese goes free because it's no longer that block of cheddar. It's a block of Swiss. And there's holes in the Swiss. And those holes are what allow him or her to become a mail-order prostitute. And sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> I can't use this now. <laughs> I was like... Ah, we'll keep the like now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what the? F- How are we gonna use this? We're talking about cheese. You went with cheese. You can't salvage cheese.